Today is Friday, July 10, 2020. On this day in the year 1086, King Canute IV of Denmark was killed during a peasant uprising. After his death, Denmark was thrust into a period of instability, which eventually led to Canute being canonized as the patron saint of the country. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the assassination of King Canute IV. Let's go back to the city of Odense on the morning of July 10th, 1086. King Canute IV began his day the way he often did, by attending Mass. He sat in the quiet reverence before a priest in the small, wooden priory of St. Albans. As he knelt before the altar of the Almighty, he swore to bring his country back to God. He prayed desperately for strength. After all, he'd seen the consequences of weakness and compromise. His older brother, Harald, had been mocked as Harald the Tame for his meekness and goodwill. Canute believed that the only way to follow God as a king was to use the power of his throne. The peasantry couldn't be trusted to look after themselves. Many of them didn't even pay their tithe to the church until he forced them to. Canute breathed deeply and finished his prayers. When he opened his eyes, he saw one of his advisors waiting nervously beside him. In hurried whispers, the man told him that an army of rebellious peasants, led by Earl Asbjorn, was just across a nearby river. It's not known for sure what sparked this rebellion, but Sabine Baring Gould's Lives of the Saints suggests it was caused by Canute's high taxes and penchant for dealing harshly with dissenters. Despite hearing that the rebels were within striking distance, the king decided to finish the mass. He hoped that divine inspiration would reveal the best path forward. But when the ceremony was over, he remained unsure of what to do. He asked his advisors, including his brother Benedict, how to deal with the insurrection. They urged Canute to flee immediately. The rebels had crossed the river, and it was only a matter of time before they raided the church. But Canute refused. He knew that by now it was too late to gallop away. The only way he might escape was if his supporters and attendants stayed behind and stalled the army. And he couldn't damn them to death to save himself. Instead, he suggested the opposite. The enemy was after him. If his men turned him over willingly, perhaps they could get away unscathed. But his loyal subjects would never accept such a bargain. Benedict scoffed at the idea, saying, What? And have all the girls of Denmark pointed us as traitors, afraid to die for our king? So as their enemies galloped to the priory, King Canute's men steeled themselves for battle. They locked arms and encircled the church outside, knowing it would be the last thing they ever stood for. Inside the church, Canute knelt before the altar, making peace with his God. He cried as he confessed his sins and begged for forgiveness. He took off his tunic and gave it to the priest, asking the clergyman to pray for his soul when it was all over. 
As he heard the boots of the peasant army marching outside, he began to sing his final hymn. The ragtag army assembled outside the priory, weapons at the ready. Their commander called out to Benedict, who stood at the church door asking for his surrender. Benedict responded, Come into the church over my body if you want to see the king. And so began a spectacular battle. Within minutes, the enemy had breached the priory doors. After a violent attack on the king and his men, blood soaked the church's floor. One of the rebel leaders was given permission to approach the king to discuss a possible peace. But by his sword, Canute was slain. After the king collapsed, some of his men attempted to flee the priory, but they didn't make it far. They too were cut down by the rebels, joining the dozen bodies scattered throughout the nave. King Canute IV was gone, but the peasantry would soon find that the more things changed, the more they remained the same. Coming up, lawmakers attempt to stabilize Denmark after the loss of their monarch. Now back to the story. On July 10, 1086, King Canute IV of Denmark was killed in a peasant uprising. Though the exact cause of the rebellion isn't known for sure, it was likely influenced by Canute's attempts to strengthen the power of the monarchy. News of the king's death spread quickly across Denmark. Canute's brother, Olaf I, was proclaimed the new king. Olaf presented a useful compromise. He had previously shown himself to be sympathetic to the complaints of the peasantry and minor nobles. But because he preserved the royal bloodline, it was hoped that he would bring things back to normal and prevent major upheaval. At first, the transfer of power appeared to be successful. Olaf entered the good graces of the former rebels by repealing some of Canute's strict laws and scaling back his own authority. But nothing he did could stand up to the forces of nature. During the first few years of Olaf's reign, Denmark experienced a series of severe famines. People were forced to scrounge for the few thin stalks of wheat that survived the rains. Eventually, farmers began digging for roots to feed their families. Olaf could do little to stop the starvation, and the peasantry suffered for it. Meanwhile, those who were still loyal to Canute claimed the disaster was divine punishment for the murder of a pious king. Perhaps the fatal rebellion had been the devil's work, aimed at preventing Canute from leading Denmark down a righteous path. Their rhetoric sparked a movement to canonize Canute as a saint. He was seen by many as a martyr, a holy man who was killed in a priory for defending the Roman Catholic Church. The priest who sang Canute his last mass started to claim that miracles were taking place at the king's final resting place. Other believers reported similar supernatural events. Olaf stifled these reports, knowing that his rule depended on opposing his late brother. But the cult of Canute continued to grow, and Olaf looked inept in comparison with a saint. In 1095, he passed away. It's not entirely clear why, but some believe that the guilt Olaf felt after the famine drove him to die by suicide. 
Regardless, following his death, the situation in Denmark gradually stabilized. Knut's supporters continued to lobby for his canonization, and in 1101, the Catholic Church formally recognized him as a saint. He was the first Danish saint in history and was eventually made the patron of Denmark. Though Knut IV failed to lead Denmark to God in the way that he envisioned, he left behind a legacy that outlasted the rebellion which brought him down. While many details of his reign are lost to history, Danish Catholics still look to St. Knut for guidance nearly a millennium later. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories about political intrigue, check out ParCast Original Assassinations. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Mike Ramos, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Terrell Wells, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 